and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street, a monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can also rate and review us on Apple iTunes. Today, we're talking about Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem. Lordy, lordy. (laughs) All right, let's get into some just general thoughts about our Lords of Salem and Rob Zombie himself. Um, So yeah, going into any Rob Zombie movie, I'm always nervous about this film in general. What's it gonna do? How's it gonna be like? Uh, all that stuff. Because he's so he's either a somewhat hit or a big old miss. And this movie for me was somewhere in the middle there. I don't know. This was the biggest miss we've covered so far. Um, I know I pissed all over Stanley Kubrick, but like, <laughs> just I I have to sit on my feelings and compare and contrast these two for a moment. Yeah, there. Uh, mm. <laughs> That's my reaction to the whole movie that I watched this morning. <laughs> Nailed the uh, truth. <laughs> there was lots of unnecessary nudity for me. And I'm not a prude. I'm not a prude. But I don't need nudity in every scene. <laughs> my issue with the Rob Zombie movies I've seen, and this is my third one, is that I know I'm basically going in to see Rob Zombie's wife get naked. And I'm, I don't get me wrong. I'm happy that they're happy in their marriage and he's like into her still because we all want people to succeed in their marriages and their romances, but I don't want to see her naked so much. I've seen her ass more than my own. <laughs> so I need him to pick another aesthetic. <laughs> right. I mean, I will say that uh, this movie, maybe more so than other films that he's done, had more... Um, nudity that wasn't for the male gaze. You know, it wasn't like a bunch of, I mean, there were some, don't get me wrong, and that, it, we'll get there. But like a lot of it was just just like a whole different bunch of body types. And, and actually in this movie, I felt like his wife had her clothes on more than anybody else. <laughs> she, she did compare it to Halloween 2, the remake. Yes. Um, Yes. Because she was just naked with that horse that whole movie. And I was like, I will never see you again, Rob Zombie, because I want my money back. And here I am. I'm a sister's Amazon account, not giving him any money, but also staring at her ass. And <laughs> first scene. At first, actually, it's not the first scene. It was her first scene after the credits. Because her first scene was when I wrote, I know this white woman doesn't have dreadlocks. And almost turned the TV off. <laughs> I was like, we're going to miss an episode. I cannot. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, and also, this movie was clearly written by a man. Like, so even, more, even more so than, like, the craft for me. There were so many moments when I was like, because like, we've talked about how witch, the theme of witchcraft has been coded for feminism. But there's so many times in this movie that the witches are speaking, and it's very derogatory towards women. Mm-hmm. And it just made me really uncomfortable. I think they called all the women of the whores of Salem and, you know, like talking about the vagina as this like disgusting thing. And like, it just really felt off for me with the theme of witchcraft. The way he used the word cunt and how often he used it was gross. As a writer, I love to put that word in my stuff because I like to reclaim it. And I have friends who like been in some of my shows. They're like, I love I get to yell the C word at somebody when you write it. But like, this wasn't fun and reclaiming. This was him being like, I want the cunt word because I can. Well, spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. You're a woman. Right? <laughs> you can claim that term. He is a man. He cannot. 
Somebody get Rob Zombie on the phone because this lesson is needed. Um, <laughs> I started clocking it after a while, but if you insist on watching this movie, make the C word a drinking game. Ooh. And tell me if you live. <laughs> Let us know if you're alive. Yes. But yeah, so we do open with her with his wife. I can't think of her name. Sherry. Um, yes. And, and she does, she's got dreadlocks. Now, we talked in, we talked about this before we started recording. And I just want to hit on it again, just because there could be people out there that aren't aware of how Black people's hair works and why dreading is a thing. Um, but also, the way white people's hair works, typically, dreadlocks are just nasty. Yes. They're not, your hair isn't meant to do that. Yes. Shrandler, you speak on black people's hair. I just, I, okay, so like first off, the cacacity. Because <laughs> so many girls are, so many, so many black students, because like it's not even just girls, it's all of them. So many black students are told that they're less than because of their hair or that they're dirty or unclean and they're sent home and suspended or they're like locked out of jobs as adults. And like even, oh my God, even the fucking E! News Fashion Police. What was her name? It Gina? was... Juliana, yes. Yes. Um, she went after a black went after somebody who had dreads, a younger actress who was like filling herself on her first red carpet for a possible nomination or something. And she was like, I could smell the patchouli from here. And I'm like, you racist. And of course people dragged her. Juliana oh. Rancic. <laughs> it was Zendaya. Oh. Yeah, no, I see it. Zendaya's gorgeous in this picture. And she was gorgeous in that red carpet. And Juliana was like, I could smell the patchouli from here. And I was like, you racist witch. And people rightfully dragged her and she apologized, of course, as you do when you're a racist and you're caught being racist in public if you have a soul. Um, <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, how dare you? I, I, have an, I have a very, very strong opinion on white people appropriating culture that is not theirs in this way, especially because it is an exercise in privilege because Sherry can walk around with these ratty dreadlocks and get all the things and all the acclaim. People can talk about her and her work and hire her. But like Zendaya, she's up on a red carpet to claim what's rightfully hers. And we smell patchouli. Right. Look at yourself, America. Look at yourself. <laughs> well, and, and it's just not healthy for white people's hair to do that. It is healthy for black people's hair to, to dread, to have dreads. It's, it's a protective style. Hair. Right. Yes. Our, it's a protective style. We have many protective styles and people keep appropriating them. Like as much as I love Juliette Lewis, there was a time where she had cornrows, Sam with Justin Timberlake, who we have many issues with. We want to get into that as a separate podcast, not even a horror <laughs> podcast possibly just, and so I just need people to stop. Just think about it. If you know for a fact people are being oppressed because of something you can do because of your privilege, don't do it. Um, all right. So then we go from that to this weird opening with, uh, John Hawthorne writing in his book about the witches and how he's which we don't okay this isn't one of my issues with this film yeah. is we start with this this idea of this man coming after these women which is generally a witch movie like that's yeah. generally what it is but then we switch to it never goes back to that it never goes back to a masculine energy coming after women it just stays with now women are attacking other women and I don't it, I don't get it Rob Zombie does not like points or plots, as we saw with Halloween 2 and this movie. I, I understand not wanting to do a project <laughs> or 
But also, if you don't want to do it, just don't. Don't do this to people. Don't let them spend money to see something that is just happening because you can. Right. But then we go to the witches dancing in the woods, doing their ritual, and they they get naked real quick. They all are, dirty. These witches have not using magic to shower. That's for damn sure. Or brush their teeth. These bad wigs. These bad wigs just thrown on these women willy nilly. They was like, "We'll give you a bad wig, you'll get naked. You cool with that?" And they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they get naked. They do this ritual, and there's another goat. Goats are everywhere with witches. I don't. Is is that like a a theme with Satanism? And I mean, I guess the goat. I don't know. I don't know that much about Satanism, but <laughs> I did not consult with my friends who are spiritual in that way or some of them I guess Wiccan I, I I have friends a little bit in all the places just because like I mostly know artists um, <laughs> and I did not consult with any of them but I don't think that any of them are practicing any of this level of killing goats and dancing naked dirty in bad wigs in the moonlight they got good wigs <laughs> no, no and they just got energy for good so that, that might be it because this is not good magic clearly <laughs> Clearly. Um, and they, you can just tell these witches be up to something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to Miss uh, Rob Zombie's wife in bed naked. Um, and did you, this alarm, who sleeps with this alarm that just automatically goes, bah! like, I, no. Rob Zombie, just only Rob Zombie. Um, <laughs> I, she, she was just there in her dreadlocks and nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and then we meet her puppy, and I'm already scared for her puppy. Uh, anytime you introduce an animal to a horror film, I'm automatically scared for that animal. Same. And the puppy's my favorite character, so, like, real worried. It's the only, it's the only redeemable character, really. Really? He ain't got dreadlocks. He's not out here doing weird shit and dropping the C word every five seconds just because Rob Zombie said it's cool. <laughs> He's just being a dog. He's being an adorable dog. Right. And so she's coming home. Or no, she's leaving, and she sees that that person in the doorway of apartment five, which apparently has been um, vacant for some time now, and that person just slams the door, and I'm like, okay, well, she's already seeing things, so here we go. I do love the jacket. Okay, I have many issues with her the costuming in this film. Yes. Like, what decade is this? Um, but I do love this, like, I hope it's faux fur. If it's not faux fur, I take it back, but... Um, this jacket that she has on while she goes to walk her dog because it's like fur, but it's like tie dye and super cool, funky coolness. It's the only thing. It's the only costume piece I like in this entire film. <laughs> it's a rough movie for costumes and hair. Yeah. And plot. Look, <laughs> just rough all around. And then we go. She. We find out she is a DJ on the radio, on this like rock radio in Salem, Massachusetts. And she goes in there and they're interviewing this dude that's like a part of this hard rock, heavy metal, Satan band. I don't know. I couldn't understand. But like, I just want to put this out there. Christianity makes me nervous, especially in horror films, but like in general in life. But also the opposite of that makes me nervous too. Like when they're like vehemently like those those Christian whores and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that makes me nervous as well. (laughs) Can we not just feel... Both sides have several seats. Chill out. I also feel like this is when I realized this was going to be a movie of Rob Zombie just shoving things at us for the sake of trying to shock us. 
because this like this character that we are introduced to on their radio show has like the upside down cross in his forehead he's like just saying the most randomly weird satanic shit just because he can and i'm just like i i get it but like why do you just want us to see it so we can be shocked especially when this character never comes back it's never explained again he's never talked about most of this movie is shit that Rob Zombie just thought would shock people, and it didn't so much as it made me go, what is this and why? Right. <laughs> and this was one of those moments. One of right. many. And I guess we get we do get some character moments in this because they're all like the other three or the other two and Sherry. I can't think of her character's name, so I'm just going to call her Sherry. Got it. It's gone. Uh, oh, wasn't it like Adelaide or something like that? Like some weird yeah. Swedish sound. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Rob Zombie's wife and her two co-hosts are listening to this. And you can tell that they're kind of like, what is going on with this dude? He seems real weird. So you can tell they're not really with it. So I guess it, it, it does set us up that like, while they are into like some heavy, heavy rock, heavy metal, they're not necessarily into the whole Satanism thing. <laughs> right. I also clocked, we had a black man in this booth. I saw that too. <laughs> and I was like, what's gonna happen to him? It's a horror movie. Well, one thing that we did get with him is he, we, his acting left me uh, wanting. We will say that. His character left me wanting. True, true, true. For sure. We see him here. He goes out into the lobby when they're all leaving to high five a actual black woman. So we have two black people and it's not been 30 minutes yet. And I want to be happy, but also they're black in a horror movie <laughs> written by Rob Zombie. So I'm like, I can only celebrate you for how long? And well, there's two options. You're either going to celebrate them for a short amount of time or they're just going to be ignored. So. <laughs> Kudos to Rob for taking the latter path. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> we see the trio go outside and they're saying bye to the black man who's talking about his wife he hates. Um, and the, talking about DW, no, DUIs, but he called him something else. And they were like, you mean you DUIs? And I'm like, oh, so we're making- No, he called them, it was a DWI because he called it driving while sexy. A uh, DWS. That's what it was. was like, okay. <laughs> is this, is this is character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it does look like they have fun on the job. They're drinking and all that stuff. So it's like, okay, I'm here for it. I, I'm here for it, but also we made a thing of him being drunk and getting behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. Whereas, did the other two even have a car? I don't think they did. They had a bicycle. See? See? So, like, then all we're going to introduce this black man who gets in a real character arc, where we're going to be like, he's going to drink and drive, um, and he's going to say all these, like, character things, because, like, when we have a black character in a Rob Zombie movie, we can't have them be people. <laughs> so, like, Put him in his car and send him on his way, and we'll see him one more time. <laughs> it's a stereotype. It's a you know the night. It's a nineteen seventies black exploitation film stereotype. I feel like. And he revived that well. I will give Rob Zombie that he revived that stereotype real well. <laughs> um. So then, Rob Zombie's wife and this bearded man come home to her place, and they're hanging out, continuing to, to drink. That you can tell there's some kind of attraction here, some kind of relationship, but it's not a, a it's not a uh, typical cookie cutter relationship. Um, 
So part of me finds him attractive, and then part of me is like, let's trim your beard and get a haircut. He looks like a werewolf sometimes. And I was like, I don't understand. Are we going to have werewolves in this movie? <laughs> but also, <laughs> like I said, like I said. I was like, okay, okay. I can see your face now. <laughs> that wasn't a retrend. I found Young Jack Nicholson hot because we're in a pandemic. And so, like, we are all in the places we didn't think we would be in last year. That was not a re- you get you some werewolf. Like <laughs> he needs to keep his hair out of his face, okay? Because I can't I don't I don't like you if I can't see your face. I don't know what he looked like because it was just hair on hair on the hair. And I was like, get it. But also, who are it. you? You gotta pause it at that right moment and be like, oh, there it is. There at, it one, is. at one time, I was like, they put Dave Grohl in a bad week, and I got close to the TV with my glasses, like an old woman, and I was like, oh, Who's in there? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Oh, and it was before they leave, though, um, the black woman, the receptionist, yes. um, gives him or gives her a package that they got that looks real creepy. I don't know. I, it just automatically would be like, okay, let's get the cops in here or the, the dogs. Let's, let's mail for some bombs or some shit. This is a trope that always gets me in these movies. If I show up at my desk of, or the reception desk and there's a creepy package for me, I'm not touching that. I want a part of it. I don't care. I'm not going to be like, I wonder who it could be from. No, there's clearly something I don't want in this box. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so they get home with them. And at first they're jamming to some song that I've never heard of before. Um, you never heard that song before? No, it, I liked it. I know who did it. Give me a second. Seemed like something uh, Troy Battle would listen to. Shout out to Troy. <laughs> he wishes he was this cool. Um, this is actually like uh, no, it's the Velvet Underground. Okay, another okay. The one I see is All Tomorrow's Parties, which I don't think this is the same song. But also, I've been drinking. But it was the Velvet Underground. I remember that because I'm like Velvet Underground. I love the Velvet Underground. Why are they being wasted on this movie every time they played it? <laughs> I've heard that of that band before. Just... They were a good band. I, as far as like alt classic rock, um, yeah, they were alternative, I guess, back in the day. I don't know what they're called anymore because we keep changing shit. But they're a good time. Right. All right. So then they decide to put on the record that she got in the creepy box because you know that's what you do. Yeah. And on that, this music starts. Well, one, I clocked that he couldn't start the record. And when he put the thing on, it went Bleh! But then she put it on and it started. Let this be a lesson. If you bring home a man who can't work a record player, he can't work you. But to, in his defense, he did put the, the record before that on. So he can do it. It's just this record wouldn't let it. Mm, so some records he can't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the records that are supposed to control the women. Anyway. Right? So, if you can't control the record, <laughs> what you doing here? I gave you a simple task. <laughs> Where's one go? You can do simple shit. Here <laughs> points. So automatically, I'm like, this music is not okay. Um, and she starts zoning out immediately and starts flashing into this childbirth back when these dirty, these unclean witches, <laughs> naked, unclean witches, be giving birth to, being acting like doulas giving birth to this baby. Um, it's a gross birthing situation because Rob Zombie, first off. Secondly, I could have done without 
licking of the baby. Can we not lick well, baby? <laughs> Can we not? Well, <laughs> I saw your note before I saw it happen, and I vomited a little bit in my soul both times. And it almost happened again. Because you can't bring a baby out of a person and then lick it. Like, you don't. That's. Oh. It's not okay. It it's is not, not okay. okay. There are other ways of letting that baby know you're there for it. And that is not the way. Rob, we need to have a talk. Actually, you'd probably be on talking. We just need to, I don't know, figure it out. So then we go back and she has told him that he can stay there if he wants to, but he sleeps on the couch, which he seems kind of bummed about. He couldn't work a record player. Why would he come to the bedroom? Okay. <laughs> um, I would, okay, I want to point this out because we've been giving Rob Zombie a lot of crap. I will say... He, as a cinematographer and like the shots in this movie, he makes a really interesting lighting choices to where he uses typically, from what I can tell, mostly not like a practical lighting, like lamps and light up tables and light up couches and stuff. But he uses it and he still creates colorful washes, which is really interesting. Um, and he uses it throughout the film. Um, but like in this one, she's got like a lamp that has a red bulb in it. So they're like all in this red ambient light. Like, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting looking. Some of the visuals were stunning and I wish that they were in a better movie. And this is my issue with Rob Zombie is because I, I like his remake of Halloween. I didn't love it. I liked it. I respected it as a remake that didn't suck. And then the second one happened and I was like, I trusted you. And then I saw this shit today and I was like, who are you? I feel like Somewhere in there, there is a person who can do the things and does have an aesthetic, but it's fighting with the person who wants to just do like horror porn for the sake of being horror porn. And I, I, feel, like, I feel like he would benefit from having from not directing yes. and not writing, but strictly focusing on cinematography. Yes, and or, someone else to direct. Yes, or perhaps being tagged to direct something that is written in a way where he can't insert his trauma porn horror porn issues right right so um then we would get to her the next day and like this is what what is her style it's so she's got this long coat on but then this other coat or this other dress on underneath it was just very very early 2000s hipster where like you want to yeah. live like you're in the 60s but you're not in the 60s but you're also kind of 70s and i don't know it reminded me of those girls I've seen in my colleges that I've attended whose parents come from money and they want to reject that, but they do it by like buying fancy raggedy things and playing with them so they people can't tell they come from money. But it's like, these are all expensive things that don't match. You, right. You're still buying expensive shit that doesn't match. And then, so they get to the radio station and of course they have to play this record. And it goes on the radio, which apparently everybody's listening to. And like... Some of it I was here for. You could just tell the women across the country, or not country, but area, were being uh, mesmerized by this song. Did we really need the naked woman about to get into the shower? Like, again, Rob Zombie. You don't have to have a naked woman in every scene. You just don't have to. I just want to sit him down and be like, do you know women wear clothes sometimes? We do. Sometimes. 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 Yeah. Like, I mean, I was kind of here for the moment when she, when she, like in the beginning, when she's waking up and she's naked, because like, okay, she's slept naked. That's, that's, yeah. that's normal. But like, okay, 
I don't know. I just felt like it, she, you could have cut the naked woman get in the shower and you would have not lost anybody. If we'd cut most of the nudity, this movie would have flown by because it was an hour and 40 minutes of what is this and why is this? Who wants right. this? Why does it connect anything? And it didn't. We were right. just out here being random. It was, it was chaotic for the sake of being chaotic. Right. Well, so while they're playing this music, they, they either just interviewed or ha- are about to interview a guy who wrote a book on the Salem Witch Trials. And mm-hmm. he clearly knows something's up with this music. Can we talk about how he's an older white man? Because, of course, an older white man would get published writing about the Salem Witch Trials before a woman would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like white men get to make these witch movies. <laughs> Parallels. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the, in the interview about his book, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. He goes home to talk with his wife, who is um, a Latinx woman. And she's paint. I liked her painting that she was doing. I thought that was kind of cool. I wanted more of that painting. That, we could have yeah. wasted some time there because we wasted everywhere but there. What? Right? Yeah. And uh, he's talking to her. I think he brings, does he bring up that about the song? No, not yet. I don't think so. Oh, he does ask her, important plot point. He does ask her if she recorded it and if she recorded the music after it. And she says, she says something like, yeah. And she says something like, who listens to that shit nowadays? Or something like that. Like, <laughs> I don't know how shitty that song was, which it was. Yeah. Anyway, so um, then we go back to the, oh, uh, Rob Zombie's wife is getting back to her apartment complex. And her landlord's like, come hang out with me and my sisters. And automatically I'm like, that's fishy. Mm-hmm. That's fishy. But a run, girl. You go run. Um, and yeah, so she goes, well, she says you got to go feed her, feed and water her dog. And so she does. So kudos to her for being a good dog owner and not just going to the alcohol, but going to take care of her baby. Um, That's strong. Right. (laughs) So, but then she gets up there she turned on the light and lo and behold, what's in the corner of her damn kitchen was some naked, naked witch lady. I, they keep appearing. (laughs) And it just, it. One, it does scare me. This, those moments did scare me a lot, but it was like, why they got me naked though? Do they not have, they had clothes. I feel like I would like to sit Rob down again and be like, Rob, sometimes women wear clothes, even when they're witches. <laughs> and then I'll invite Stephen in to be like, Stephen King, sometimes bifat people aren't magical. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> right? Not- They'll both be shooketh. Like, <laughs> Both of them will, I, I don't even know if they'll be able to recover, but I want to do that for them. <laughs> so then she goes back down to the, the three sisters, which like, also the fact that there's three of them. Uh, it's it, always it, three. The power it's, it's, three, hocus pocus. Apparently, men are only afraid of three women together. <laughs> so like, it must be a pack of three witches, at least, before we take it serious. So then, yeah, she goes down there and she's uh, talking to them. And one of them, so one of them's her landlord. One of them is a self-help person, and the other one reads palms. And so there, she's like, "Oh, okay, let, let's. Um, I'll read your palm for you." And um, and so she's reading her palm, and it gets really intense. We need to talk about first how these three witches are fine dropping the G word, which I know this movie was made after that conversation was in the national scope, because it was been out there for a hot minute. 
So we don't just throw the G word out there, especially if you're also a magical person. Why would you be pissing <laughs> on these old stereotypes of oppressed people who are always painted as magical? First off. Yeah. They use it in a derogatory way too. Yeah. Literally, literally, like where is where is the sisterhood? Where is the spirituality? Where is the connections? Instead, you're just like, G word, G word, G word. And I'm like, damn, calm yourself. Well, yeah, because what happens is the Rob Zombie's wife says that she never, she always thought that palm readers were scam artists. I'm sorry, if you, and she was like, I'm sorry if you take offense to that. And the woman was like, I actually take great offense to that. Most people, or people think of palm readers as G words who blah, 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 or neon signs. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I thought that too. Side story, I had my palm read once. Um, Cause I also was a skeptic, but it was like my friends. Okay, so it was back before I even got to Warrensburg. My friend's dad and some other like people, white old men with money got through the other party. And I was invited cause my friend is his kid. So we were like, we're bored here. What should we do? And they had a palm reader upstairs. And I was like, I'm going to go see this because I'm a skeptical bitch. And I went up there and I gave her my hand and she read me to film. And I was like, there's magic here. And then she <laughs> read my friend's hand and also read him to film. And I was like, we feel attacked. We're going away from this. <laughs> and we avoided her the rest of the night. <laughs> Damn. So... Um, then that's done. Well, she's like, okay, this palm reading got too intense. I got to go. Mm. And she goes back upstairs and there's more naked ladies hanging out in her house. Um, can they, like, could, if they would just stop appearing in places, it'd be great. Like, I get it, but let's just stop. We forgot. Rob Zombie gives me some more stuff from the same woman who dropped the G word so gleefully. Because she's talking to Sherry <laughs> Zombie about the juices between her legs as women mm. do to each other. Because I know I'm all like, come into my house, I learned a new trick, the juices between your legs. And that's how I get my friends to come over here with me. And <laughs> dear men, please stop, please stop. Yeah. Even for what I think this movie might be trying to put into a possible plot, we did not need that phrase and it comes up again a couple of times. We don't need it, we don't, we don't need it. Yeah, um, so, okay. Um, I, yeah, and I couldn't tell what her intent was in that reading. Like, was she trying to freak her out or was she, I don't, I don't know. I didn't get it. Again, his method is to just try and shock people, but he tries it so hard that it's not shocking. It's funny and offensive. Right. And yeah. I hate when that is somebody's go-to. You need to have an actual aesthetic and an actual purpose. Move with a purpose. Don't just yeah. be like, I'll throw a bunch of weird shit out there and people will be creeped out. Because we won't. We've seen real horror movies. Either show up or don't waste my time. Yeah, right. So, um, I want to say, I want her light tables. Those like side tables that were just lights. That's awesome. I want two <laughs> of them in my room, but I want to be able to turn them off. Because I can't sleep with that much light. You want them just glowing 24-7? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, what I, they never explained why apartment five what's the deal with apartment five is it like the, does the devil just rent apartment five and that's where he's at all the time I don't maybe it had better windows maybe it's the first dishwasher because this is the 70s <laughs> and I was right. like oh a dishwasher that's magic right. 
<laughs> right. So, okay, well, the way we got this thing is so she she's in her apartment and her she sees that the door's open and her dog got out. Well, her dog is at the door of apartment five scratching and trying to get into it. And she finally gets him back into the apartment and then the door to apartment five slowly opens. And then she's like walking down the ladder like she's possessed or something. And, and we've seen that cross that's yeah. lit up. I've seen that cross in the Lady Gaga video, Judas. And like, I was like, Judah. And I was like, wait, I have issues with Lady Gaga. This is triggering, stop. <laughs> but then like Sherry is like, I gotta hover my hands near the cross because Rob likes these images of me stretching my arms out towards something <laughs> like this that's lit up and slightly being used in a phallic manner. <laughs> <laughs> monster thing appears behind her but you can't really tell what it is just a silhouette mm-hmm. um, and then she leaves that's what you do as you do you find a random cross and some monsters and you're like well that's a friday Put a button on it. <laughs> well then she gets in the hallway and she sees another naked witch lady um <laughs> and she's chanting something at her and, and i just don't understand like is she wanting them to leave is she wanting her to leave them is she wanting her to, I just did not understand what was happening. <laughs> this is when I wrote, why do all these old naked witches have such bad wigs? What's going on here? <laughs> and then this particular one uses the phrase, the cunting daughters of Salem, which is the first time I wrote down the C word, but was not the first time it was used in this movie. And <laughs> I was like, dear Rob, that is not your word and you're using it wrong and badly. Please call me. <laughs> so then she decides she needs to go to church. <laughs> and she goes to this church. And the conversation with the priest at first was like, it was so weird. It just, again, I did not understand. This whole so, necessary. It, yes, number one. And she's talking to him and like they're, he's kind of flirting with her. Like it seemed like they had a history, I, like they knew each other. And then it shifts, and he's talking to her about how she's a whore, and she's awful, and then he grabs her head and shoves her down so she can automatically start giving him a beach, which is a choice. It's a very strong choice. And had we not already known it was written by a man, this is when I would have been like, this was written by a man, wasn't it? This movie was written by a fucking man. Because you know what? I, I, do, not, I do not understand how any of this is necessary for anything. Nothing makes fucking sense. So why are we going to just give a beach in a church to a priest for no fucking reason? Connect these dots for me, Rob. Sherry, call me. Anybody, call me. Explain this. He starts throwing up this black stuff, and then she wakes up because it was just a dream. We were so caught up in having visuals that might upset or piss someone off that we forgot to connect the dots. Because I'm sure someone is probably really offended by this image, but I'm sitting here going, why? Why is this movie? Why is this movie? I feel like this movie was meant to um, shock my grandmother. But I hate to tell you, Rob, my grandmother is not watching your movies, so you can stop. It's like he had a Bible studies class as a child and he didn't like the person in charge of it. And so this was his like manifesto to get back at them for having them sing Jesus was a friend of mine one Sunday. And I'm like, hold your grudges. As a Gemini, I support that. But also, why am I involved now? Because I'm watching this shit. So, like... so then she runs out of there. And then we're, we're given this scene of the witches being burned. 
And it was rough. Because you watch, I mean, you watch it happen. I did not like, like it. You see their skin turning black. You hear them screaming. She gets put up on, she, the main witch lady, gets put onto a, like a chair that's metal. Or not, not metal, but it's like made, like there's metal bolts and all of it. And she, and then gets put, a mask gets put on her face. And I don't know, it's just really rough. <laughs> also not necessary, because I feel like when it's called Lords of Salem, we know the Salem was trials, so it did be somehow involved and influenced in it. But because aside from the man with the book and a couple of visions of women chanting in the woods, we've not earned this moment. So we're just doing it to be burning witches on the stake. So we can be like another image that might disturb somebody out there. Yeah, with no point to it. Rob Zombie is that kid in daycare who wants to tell scary stories to freak us out. And all of us are just like, you're being obnoxious, Isaac, stop it. Right. And he's like, no. But then the marshmallow man is like, Isaac, stop it. Then we get to um, the older white man who who like wrote the book. He is re he's reading another book written on the Salem Witch Trials, and there's pictures of John Hawthorne's manuscript or something in there that he wrote that we see him writing in the first thing, and he has his wife or yeah, it's his wife, his wife play. There's musical instrument or musical notes at the end of it, and she plays it, and it's the same song, it's the same um, uh, uh, notes as the song that's been playing on the radio that was given to. Uh, Rob Zombie's wife. Um, and so then he goes to the other old white man that's written a book on Salem and Trials <laughs> to ask him about his findings in John Hawthorne's books. And he says that it got crazier after those pages that were published in that book. Apparently, um, the, witches, the witches that called themselves the Lords of Salem. Um, Oh, we forgot to mention earlier, the band title, the song they were given, it was called The Lords. So, yeah. Anyways, so... Stretch so thin. Stretch so yeah. thin. Like my yeah. pancake batter from the pancakes I keep fucking up. It's stretched so thin. <laughs> so, um, he realizes... No, he, he tells him that the Lords cursed the people, the women of Salem, and who they call the whores of Salem. And... Um, John Hawthorne, that there will be a descendant of his that will give birth to the child of Satan. So then it kind of clues into me, oh, is she, the, is she a descendant of John, of Hawthorne? So therefore, it's supposed to give the devil's child, whatever. So that's when I started clicking on, okay, so this is what's happening in this movie. I don't know that I needed like 75% of the other shit, but now I get what's happening in this movie. This was definitely an exercise in cut the first 20 minutes of your play. Um, <laughs> because a lot of us are like, we gotta set up the world. And it's like, no, just get into the fucking conflict and figure it out from there. Because here I'm like, do we maybe have a plot? And then of course it goes away again. But for a moment, I had some hope we were gonna start getting a plot. Right, there's hope. Oh, then we go to her sitting outside the church with her dog. And this stone man starts walking up to her and she, um, and he, it's just being all creepy. Like, what was it? And then she wakes up and it was a dream again. Like, I don't, what is real? What is a dream? I don't understand. I don't get it. Oh, no, it was a dream. She's with her boyfriend man and the stone men like kill him. And she gets sent to the hospital with them. And you don't know what's real. Like, is he dead? Is he, I don't understand. Okay. This movie is a lot. It's too much. This could have been, this uh, could have been an email. 
truly. And then you go, oh, then you try getting the idea. Oh, because then she goes to get drugs. Because we we kind of hinted that, that she's an addict, but not really. I don't know. So she goes to get drugs. She goes to get drugs, because that's what you do when you're going to have Satan's baby. Um, and she gets back. And, <laughs> and she gets back, and while she's doing the drugs, the three other, the landlord and her sisters are coming up with some tea. This is when I'm like, oh, this is some Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby shit. Mm-hmm. Except Rob Zombie's at the, hill, at the helm of this movie except, instead of the people who did Rosemary's Baby. Right? Because we've only seen these three sisters together one other time so far. So it's, it's literally like he was having the ideas as they were filming. And I was like, no, no, honey, no. Like- <laughs> um, and that poor puppy, they lock him in the bathroom, bitch. Tank, right? Um, <laughs> oh, this is when um, this is when they start wheeling her down in her office chair to apartment five and doing that ritual. It's like I knew, and I knew they were sketchy from day one. And yeah, so then they get in apartment five, and now it's just like mansion thing. That's when I was officially lost. I don't know what I've seen or what it's supposed to mean, and why I should care. Can we talk about how Satan is a mandrake root from Harry Potter? He was baby Groot. Don't make Satan adorable. How about we not do that? If you want to... Okay, so first off, Satan, these last couple years... Satan impressed these last couple years. um, Because you have this, which is the oldest one I've seen, yes. But it's the baby Groot before baby Groot. And then you have, like, Sabrina Chaos, where Satan's hot. How about we stop giving Satan the good press? How about, how about we go back to Satan being like some like half man creature who does evil shit and we don't have conflicting feelings about because I want to hold this like mandrake baby Groot figure and be like, oh, you're adorable, Satan. That's not I, terrifying. It literally, I can't make, I can't, it, it, I, uh, I can't take it seriously. I want to put it in my pocket and protect it from the world because it's too precious. That is no, not what Satan and King are for. Can we talk about, I know this probably won't read on the podcast because I will be doing hand motions, but he like sends out his roots to her, which are basically supposed to be penises, and she grabs them and she's like. <laughs> right? It was like the Shakeway commercials from when we were in school. And I, I almost pissed myself. I almost, I laughed so hard. I almost fell off my couch. I am still not recovered because it's just like, ooh, what made me group? And it's like, <laughs> weird limbs and I'm just like what what fresh fuckery is this who let this happen but then um and oh and also who did who chose this makeup because it's a choice and an IQ I thought she was an insane clown posse member until I remembered the dreads (laughs) I was like oh no I've come here with her this is not a new person (laughs) oh and then she was laying in bed and a little mandrake root devil band comes up to her and he's like thunk, 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 thunk. It's, it's just so I can't. smaller and thicker than the original baby Groot, so this one's growing faster and weirder. And he just like stands there at the side of her bed and then we cut to the next day. So we don't know why that was important or if it happened. We, we keep opening up more questions before figuring out what our plot is, which is not how you structure these things. No. Um, so then the white dude writing, writing the book He's kind of trying to, oh, and before this, he's figured out who she is. She's figured out that he, she's a Hawthorne. So um, he goes to the apartment complex to try and help her. 
And of course, the landlady's outside sweeping the porch. As you do. And I don't know why he's so, like, listen, people. Don't just trust, uh, trust old white ladies. They could be murderers, too, as we're about to see. Linda and Karen are also doing stuff at all times. Yes. Don't take that cookie. So, so he trusts them, and he's like, okay, I'll wait with you in your apartment until um, she gets back. Of course, she's, up, she's there. She's up front. She's upstairs in her apartment. Um, but he doesn't know that. So he's in there eating or drinking the tea with the ladies. <laughs> And um, they, they become increasingly uh, um, aggressive towards him until finally he gets up to leave. And then one of the Oh, no, no. Bang. So much happens before he gets up. Okay. So much happens. Because, like, one of the old ladies all of a sudden has a weird little 30 seconds of just chanting fucks and cocks, basically. And it was, it made no sense. Because she was just like, fucks and then the cocks and the fucks and the cocks. And I was like, what are we doing? Make it make sense. Oh. Yeah, when she's like, you're just trying to get in her head and fuck her with your, you gonna fuck her in the head with your cock and fuck her, yeah. fuck her, yeah. That part, it's yeah. like that little kid who just learned some bad words and is now teaching them to his friend, and that's what this comes across. Because Rob Zombie keeps trying to force weird shit that might be offensive so hard that he's forcing it too fast and too furious, and we're Tokyo drifting. <laughs> and I need, him, I, I need him to get his shit together and make it make sense. And then when she's done with her fucks and her cocks, she's like, go get the sugar. And I'm like, y'all's tea is almost done. This is cold for go get the weapon. We're going to bash his head again, ain't we? Right. I don't know what Rob Zombie's deal is with, like, watching people get their head bashed in. Because he also did it in the Halloween remake. And it was one of the more disturbing parts of that film where you're just watching and you're seeing. Yeah, it's not fun. It's the horror porn genre of horror. These... These white men in like the early aughts <laughs> to the teens were like, I'm just going to do a bunch of weird shit because I can. And that's how we got hostile and Rob Zombie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, this is my third Rob Zombie. And I knew when this man made it into the house, his, I would see his brains. I knew. Yeah. I knew. Um, we come out of this to somebody using the phrase cunty witches, which again, I have not clocked all of these C words, but if you just want to get real drunk real fast, that's your drinking game, scholars. Maybe it made more sense if I was more drunk when I watched it. I wish I was drunk, because maybe it would have made sense. I did it sober, because I was going to take notes, and I don't know why I took notes, because we didn't even have a script. So, like, why am I doing the extra work if he can't? So, um, he continues to do weird lighting choices, which is cool. I'm here for that part. And yeah, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but this language about the witches by the witches just see, seems very misogynistic. And I, it just made me, it made me miss the days that I was watching Charmed or watching even, even um, The Craft, which we even clocked in a previous episode about how misogynistic it was. At least the women weren't verbally calling each other whores or, you know, well, they probably did a couple times, but like... Not in this way. It, right. No, I I feel like if we are going to have witches, which we know witchcraft is code for feminism, be this misogynistic and sexist, it needs to be part of the internalized misogyny argument that we could be having, which we can't have with a man who is clearly misogynistic writing it. We have to have a woman helm that. If that's right. what he was trying to allude to, which I really don't know, because I don't know what the hell this movie was. If that's one of the things he was trying to shove in there at the last minute, that's fine, but find yourself 
a woman who's going to help you navigate that. Don't just be like, I've clocked a couple of things, gonna throw it in this stew I made and see what happens. Cause you come out with this weird shit. Right, and what brought this, what brought that note on was, so a little bit earlier in the film, you find out that the Lords of Salem are going to have a concert. And this, um, uh, the radio station is in charge of giving out the tickets that are free. Um, And so they're going to this concert, the three hosts, so her, the black guy and the boyfriend and um, the black guy and the boyfriend or the boyfriend and her show up and she's clearly high as a kite and the black guy's mad about it. He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and the boyfriend's like, we'll talk about it later. So they get kind of a tiff and then she's like deuces and just walks in there and says, bye and shuts the door. And that's the last we see of the two men. Um, <laughs> they're just, they're still sitting outside the <laughs> concert being like, Knock, knock, knock. Hello. Can we come in now? Anyway. Um, and so then she gets in. She's in like the balcony. And there's other women that are in the, the bottom row. And the three sisters come out on stage. And then behind them, um, they're all backlit. But behind them come out the old, dirty witches from the beginning of the film. And yeah, and she starts talking about like, that's when she says the horrors of Salem and starts talking about the the flaps of their disgusting blah, 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 talking about their vaginas. And it just, it was very not for me. Um, yeah. I just want to go on record as saying, because Rob Zombie makes me have to say this, when women get together, we do not talk about the juices between our legs and our flaps as a rule. I mean, I don't want to put a blanket statement down because I know that I don't speak for everyone. But in most of my circles, that's not the conversation. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then it's this weird, it's this weird cut scene. But okay, so I will, t- I will say this. I really enjoyed the light up couch. That was cool. What she's sitting on the beginning of this next montage, mm-hmm. that was cool. That whole like look was cool. Besides her weird makeup. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we then these group of naked women walk down to, and they're surrounding this man, um, and then we start like flipping between she's now riding a goat and then she's be having sex with this like uh gene simmons lookalike who's licking her ears and like it is just the weirdest can we stop licking things stop licking things no more licking no more licking and no more goats I'm surprised the goat wasn't licking her too um, Maybe that's but, in the uncut scenes. Maybe that's on the like editing floor. If we get the DVD from someone, I'm sure the goat's like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just it, it's so weird. And then oh, and the stone priests masturbating with looked like dildos or penis suckers or like I don't I don't what is this? And then we skip to she's now the other women are around her and she's giving birth to. A new another mandrake. Another mandrake root is born into the world, and I guess she's dead, from what I can tell. That was a lot to have a plant. I got mine at Trader Joe's in Chicago. (laughs) That's the end of the movie. I mean, that's the end. So we make it to the end without a point or a plot, which is a skill, I guess. Congrats, Rob. Oh, the last little shot is her like floating with white with storm eyes. Uh, Storm from the X-Men, everyone, if you don't know. Look it up. Because we can't uh, have that. She also appropriated Storm. Damn. Dreadlocks and the one black X-Men that was a woman. Sherry. I'm surprised her dreadlocks didn't turn white. 
she would talk to her husband because like she out here looking real bad right now and this is a bad look and he heard her like step up and speak for herself and the and the three sisters are looking at her smiling that's the end and then the credits are like this mass suicide that happened and we're like huh why would we have this news flash for all this fuckery we just experienced why it don't even make it don't it ain't gonna make that make sense cut it um but that leads into my hot take my hot right. take is rob zombie must be stopped I <laughs> I really hope this is the week everybody skipped the homework if you watch this because of us. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I <laughs> we can't just do all the great movies. We gotta also do some questionable content. We will try and warn you better ahead of time so you just listen to the podcast and not waste an hour and 41 minutes watching things that don't make sense. <laughs> My hot take. What to say? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. My hot take is I I now want to go back and watch real witchcraft movies <laughs> about women sticking together and being best friends <laughs> and fighting the evils of the world. <laughs> but also, hot take: if you're going to start writing a script, a book, a play, a whatever short story, comic book make sure that you know the plot. Because it seems like he jumped in with a bunch of themes and cool images and and stuff and did not have a full story lined up before he was like, let's go shoot this movie. Because like it was all over the place. It made no sense. It felt like a music video in some places with terrible music behind it. So like, I didn't want to listen to that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just make sure to all our filmmaker friends and creator friends, when you're making something, just please have a story in mind. Please, I beg you. This was definitely an exercise in privilege because this is at least the second movie I've seen from him where clearly he had no idea what was happening other than they were going to start filming on a certain day. <laughs> Halloween 2 was the first one. And I will say this, because I've seen a couple more of his stuff. Um, and this and the first Halloween are kind of the good as it gets with him for me. Is this one of his better movies? In my opinion. I will never watch another. I knew I wasn't going to watch another, but it's official. Because the first Halloween, like I said, it was fine. It was a remake of something I loved, so I went in a little bit defensive. But I was like, it could have been so much worse. Thank you. And I showed up for the sequel, and that's when I was like, I trusted you, and you're an asshole. But I was like, you know what? We all have a bad day. And then I watched this, and I'm like, you will never see me again, Rob Zombie, ever again. What I will say, the reason why I say this one is better than his others, even though I don't really like this one either, his other films still struggle with the plot that we've already talked about in this one, but there's also no theme behind it. There's no, there's no point. At least this one had a, a smidgen of an idea. There was something there that just was taken to a, in very wrong directions, but there was something, there's a beginning of a thought there, with his other ones, it's just like, how can I shock people? How can I do that? As opposed to like there being any kind of theme other than that. This was very much an exercise in straight, cis, hetero, white man privilege. And that he was given a budget and a team and a cast to do something. Um, which we never see for anybody who is not in that group. Can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine being given the chance to fuck this up? <laughs> on the scale yeah. if you're in that group you have to find you have to work for it you have to prove you know right. right prove you deserve to be there don't just do some shit because you can because like nobody needs that right 
And <laughs> Glad I had a drink through that. So here we go. I'm gonna need more drinks because, like, reliving it made me angry again. I thought I calmed it down, and then I was like, "But no, there's more." And, yeah. And so, yeah, but whew, breathing makes me excited for next week because I've never seen this movie and I've heard of it so many times. Um, Sheree, let us know what's going on. Next week, we're doing Suspiria, the 2018 version. So the newer one, not the classic, which I didn't know this was a remake until our guest we have next week told me because it's one of her favorites. We will have the lovely and talented Crystal Marie Stewart back. You might know her as the first guest in our Lovecraft miniseries, if you're listening to that. Um, she's a joy. And if it's gonna be. If you aren't listening to it, what are you doing with your life? Right. If you aren't listening to it, what are you doing with your life? Right. Get it together. Right. Every Wednesday, we explore what we just saw in Misha Green's Lovecraft Country, and we have more questions every week. But we show up, and we love it. We love our questions. <laughs> we do. And those few answers we get. Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right, and also make sure again that you follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also email us if you wanted to, a nightmare on fear street at gmail.com. Um, let us know things. We're, we're putting together future plans. So if you have movies that you're dying to hear us talk about or do whatever with, or if there's movies that you might want to come on and talk about with us, let us know on social media. We'll put you in the long list of things we have uh, in, in our in our noggins. Right. Um, have people reaching out to us about being guests for next season already so like shoot your shot to borrow from our sister podcast girl that's scary um, shoot your shot um also make sure you rate and review us on itunes um like i said earlier we've gotten some really good review or ratings um if we could get some reviews that would be awesome just you know they don't have to be super long it could be two three sentences just tell people kind of you know why you like us and how fierce we are and how pretty we are and you know um how much you love us i'm just kidding <laughs> to start paying us uh. <laughs> how you want to give us all your money anyway uh <laughs> venmo handles um cash app will also be fine i'm a zell bitch as well um Yes, if you could write and review us on iTunes, that would be awesome. We'd be really appreciative. And then sub subscribe on Spotify and Google Podcasts and Anchor and all those other places that we're on. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you survived this um, film. <laughs> <laughs> this right. film feels like the film to represent 2020 from what we have planned for this entire season. <laughs> It disappointed us. It was too long. <laughs> we wish we never did it. <laughs> it's the 2020. <laughs> All right. Well, stay fierce, everyone. <laughs>